You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Welcome to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that covers news and events happening in the world of Lucha Libre. Talking Mexico-based promotions and top independents, along with Luchador-related news from throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, PodBase Speaker, and more. My name is Miranda Morales, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. And let me bring in the rest of the team. Introducing first, he is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how's it going? Oh, it's going fantastic. How's it going for you, Miranda? I'm doing well. We got a really interesting show to go over. Uh, a format has a little bit of a mix of everything. So I'm, I'm super excited, but I can't get too ahead of myself because we can't do this without the third member of this team. And that's who? 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 It is the one and only Brendan Barr. That's who? Yay! You know, for a second, with all that this special guest talk, I thought we were gonna just replace me with with somebody else. So, you know, glad to be here. <laughs> it's not the true trio without this trio. We are the original trio. Maybe there's some interchangeable parts here and there, just like any trios, which then really isn't a trio. It's more of a faction, right? Yeah, yeah, more or less. I mean, I'm I'm not getting into the weeds of wrestling terminology here. But. <laughs> I wasn't trying to take us all the uh, all the way out there. Just, yeah. <laughs> just kind of quietly highlighting that we have some cool people that have been on the show, and you yes. you will be talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will. This week is going to be a very interesting mix of conversation, discussion, and news. Um, we really hit the first half of the show, of course, with with news, but. And then we also have a big preview in the Indie Roundup. And then on the second half of the show, um, some news sprinkled in, as well as a, a larger discussion um, with a pretty big storyline happening right now. So that's just all the teaser that I'm going to give. You know, you're going to have to fill in the blanks <laughs> or just listen to the full episode to see what we're talking about. But I feel like this is really one of the more unique uniquely structured episodes of this show which we hope you like uh we'll be sharing our socials at the end of the show so if you have any feedback comments ideas suggestions all of that reach out to us on social media but again why don't you listen in before you start putting in your two cents uh give us a fair shot before uh you start hurling um i would say insults but I don't want to be I don't want to think that negatively right away. But, you know, 
Heckle. Give us a shot. Yes, yes, <laughs> before before that feedback. So um, let's get to it. We are going to jump in with News of the Week with Brendan. Uh, so un- unofficially, this week's News of the Week was brought to you by GCW because uh, while I was getting ready for News of the Week and researching GCW's upcoming shows, show the big one that we will talk about in a second, I realized they have a show going on this weekend. So on Saturday, by the time you're listening to this, that'll be tomorrow, uh, <laughs> they are going to have uh, – GCW is having a show. I believe it will be on Fight, and it will have have feature El Hijo de Vikingo versus Alex Zane, and uh, El Macizos are going to defend their tag team titles. First off, we need to talk about that. El Macizos, how are the tag team titles of GCW? I think I covered this ages ago, and then we just kind of – I forgot to follow up and, and see if they were still doing anything. This is the DTU team of Medio Extremo and Ciclope. So they are mixing uh, hardcore style, which is what GCW seems to thrive on, with Lucha Libre, just like they did in DTU. And uh, they seem to be doing really well with it. They're getting extremely popular. Uh, and uh, so we're gonna, they'll be defending there. They also have been announced for several other matches coming up. So... Those of you that are major GCW fans, start dropping me some results in the, the box. If you're at the show, send me some highlights. But, um, so yeah, that's this weekend on the 4th. Vikingo versus Zane and Macizo is defending the tag titles. The show I was referencing is, uh, they have the upcoming World on Lucha, which is going to be SummerSlam weekend. Uh, this is the one sponsored by Gringo Loco, and, uh, that'll be on the 1st. Uh, it's also going to be uh, uh, live on Fight TV, which Miranda and I were talking about off-air. Like, I think that's how I'll do it this year. I'm uh, probably not going to go down to L.A., but I think that will be will be good there. So uh, maybe we can all chat together while I'm huddled around the, uh, the laptop. And that's going to feature a couple of people. Uh, so far, they've announced Sexy Star and Dulce Tor- Tormenta, who I, I'm going to assume are going to be in a match together. But the announced matches that we've got uh, are the El Macizos are going to go in there against La F- Family de Tijuana. So already you're starting with an match announcement that promises a maximum amount of violence as well as some Lucha Libre history. So, hey. I'm I'm here for that. Um, Negro Casas has been announced. He's going to be facing off against Tony Deppen. And El Hijo del Vikingo, of course, is going to be there because you don't have a WrestleMania weekend show on Lucha without having him on the card. But get this. This is where it gets fun. You're going to have him in there against Laredo Kid, who's kind of finally returning to matches from the sounds of it. So... Super exciting match. Um, so that that's what I've got for. Her. Did you have any other matches that you saw when you looked, Miranda? Those were the four that I could find. Yeah, those were the four that I could find. Um, the only thing I wanted to add was something that we talked about off air was just believe this is uh, Vikingo's first match back, at least big match back since uh, his surgery. Um, so that's also a pretty big deal to have this, this matchup for World on Lucha. 
yeah, I mean, all all the more reason to get to get this going. We've got people, big names. Uh, this is some big returns happening. Like it's it's going to be a good time. Uh, again, that's going to be on four one. Uh, it's part of the the collective weekend if you are in Los Angeles, but also it'll just be on on fight. Um. And then I was told Dusty this. I'm just going to throw this out there for fans on the uh, that are a little further east of me. Uh, they have announced uh, April 23rd, GCW is going to Atlanta at the center stage. And uh, the only name that uh, I have for that is El Hijo del Vikingo. So if you are in the Atlanta area or can get there easily, this might be your chance to see Vikingo before... Uh, he goes to giant places and is, is selling out arenas like we were recently talking about with uh, with PCW. So that's the kind of thing. Oh, not PCW. I'm sorry. PWR. I, I, I apologize to everybody out there. I'm a little on the tired side. Uh, also, non-GCW news. Uh, ROH tapings were happening. I know that is this is 2023, and I said ROH tapings are happening. Tony Khan's a weird guy, uh, but the the tapings did happen to have Drillistico, uh He's going by the name and Metalik. That's the name he's going by now. That's uh, was Grand Metalik in the WWE and. Um, Dusty, help me out. What was Mascara the Mascara uh, Dorada? Mascara Dorada. I always get and, the and, first part wrong. Yeah, and it's important <laughs> to note that he actually was Metal League before CMLL gave him the Mascara Dorada title, so it's likely also the only gimmick that he owns the rights and licensing to from his career. It also, uh, yeah, it also allows him to go back to reference a period of time where he had a lot of exposure without using Absolutely. the same name. Yeah, that cruiserweight, you know, like the yeah. whole early cruiserweight competition. Uh, he was one of the hottest names, definitely the hottest lucha name in America at that time. Well, yeah, he made it so far in that tournament and hit so many classic matches. And uh, the last lucha name they had there is, of course, the uh, former ROH champion, Roosh. So uh, stay tuned. We will have, as these tapings get go on air we will have coverage of that uh dusty and i will play rock paper scissors to determine who gets to to do that these days <laughs> <laughs> but uh that that is my news of the week as uh miranda alluded to we are going to do something a little different for the indie roundup uh although those of you who've heard it before uh we have done something like this in the past we are going to be talking about PWR's uh, big upcoming card, and it's a huge card. So I'm just gonna turn this over to Miranda and uh, get us get us going on this this preview of the show. Yes, thank you, uh, Brendan. Before we jump into this preview, though, I have to preview a preview, if that makes sense. Um, and want to plug in an interview that we have recently had with Gabe Ramirez. Um, who is the promoter for Pro Wrestling Revolution out of the Bay Area, as well as the owner-operator of the Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy. Uh, we had the pleasure of speaking with him after a pretty long return. Um, Gabe was one of the first people that we interviewed on the show back in 2020, and it is now early 2023, so it's been 
almost three years since we've had an interview with him. So we caught up with him talking about really how the Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Center has come out of the pandemic, as well as, you know, Gabe and him as a businessman and as a promoter, how he's come on the out of the other side of the pandemic. Um, as you may have remembered, um, a lot of what we talked about with him and about his uh, products were Lucha Dash Masks. Um, dot com, which is still open, uh, but now the need for those masks, well, the, you know, pretty big decline um, now. So uh, ever the master, you know, Gabe continues to pivot um, into new ventures and opportunities. And one good thing about really the coming out of the other side of the pandemic is how amazing things have been going with the training academy. And, of course, with Pro Wrestling Revolution, we got some of his thoughts on the upcoming card, including some of the big talents that have made their ways through the doors of Pro Wrestling Revolution. And, um, you know, not only just as performers, but as guest coaches at the training academy. So we have a great conversation with Gabe Ramirez. It is going to be on LuchaCentral.com, as well as all of the same platforms that you will hear uh, the podcast, such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and much, much more. Highly recommend checking out our interview with Gabe Ramirez and getting, again, his thoughts on the upcoming show uh really uh how things are going with the academy and again you know really uh what it's been like to have some of the biggest names in lucha libre come through the doors of pro wrestling revolution uh huge huge names yeah, let's yeah yeah we're gonna talk about a few but i mean we also talk about bandito and uh lady apache and mm-hmm. i mean huge huge names that have gone through uh and and helped with the students and then uh, so they usually go on to appear on the show so yeah just just fascinating interview so with that let's jump into our preview um again this is for pro wrestling revolutions live show happening on saturday march 11th in san jose at mount pleasant high school Pro Wrestling Revolution returns to, well, their mainstay at Mount Pleasant High School, a fantastic venue. Um, VIP tickets have sold out already, so there still is some general admission left over, but we anticipate that those will be going out soon. And Pro Wrestling Revolution has had sold out crowds before, so this is truly your last opportunity to get your tickets. You can get them at luchalibreboletos.com. You can also follow Pro Wrestling Revolution, uh, PWR, I believe it's PWR Revolution or PW Revolution on social media. We'll get that, that to you, uh, before the end of the show, but, um, you can check out Pro Wrestling Revolution on social media and online for tickets and information. But, let's jump into the card for their announced March 11th show. Really, when you talk about big names, we can't, you know, not start anywhere but here. Um, but they have announced a huge triple threat match um, with somebody that we were just talking about making his debut with Pro Wrestling Revolution, and that's Eho de Vikingo. Um, he is set to face El Misterioso as well as Dralistico. And we had a great conversation with Gabe about this, uh, so definitely listen in on it. But in general, still a, a huge trios match 
I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Triple threat match um, scheduled, and and what a way for Eel the Vikingo to really make that presence in the Bay Area. Yeah, um, I said it then uh, in the interview, but I'm just gonna say it now. This is, uh, you know, Miranda took exception to me calling it a smaller venue, but I was referencing WWE sized arenas. Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's, uh, it is your chance to see Vikingo up close and personal with a lot of that personal energy as well as, I mean, we also put, talked about Mysterioso and, and how good he is and how underrated he is. So, you, I mean, it, I, I think we covered the subject really well over there. Yeah. Well, and also, um, really, this is uh, going to be a standout match for Drillistico. Um, This is really now, he's on the singles run right now in Pro Wrestling Revolution. We're going to talk about the tag team situation in just a moment, but this is also kind of a coming out um, match for Drillistico as now really being this independent performer. I mean, he's had a really great run in Japan recently and riding high on that success. So I think it's a it's a big turning point from him for him as well. Um, I, yeah. I, again, I'm going to refer people back to the interview because uh, Gabe also po- accurately points out that he had a big, huge amount of success as a singles wrestler before coming mm-hmm. to the United States. Uh, he primarily was being used as a tag team and faction wrestler when he's up here, but. Uh, to your point, this is him breaking away from that to the yeah. American audience. So, uh, yeah, it's ex- yeah. he covers that really well. <laughs> oh, sorry, Dusty. We are just going crazy over here and not letting you get in any words there. No, yeah. no. I, I was going to mention the same thing. You know, the Gabe, I mean, he really does a beautiful job of kind of laying all that out in a way that you just kind of – it's worth checking out the interview for that alone, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Agreed. But, I mean, we t- we've we been talking about Hilo Vikingo, you know, coming to these spots all throughout the U.S. This is something that Pro Wrestling Revolution has been wanting for quite some time, and now he's coming. So, uh, you know, Hilo Vikingo making his debut in the, the Bay Area. I mean, what else can you say about that? <laughs> There's not a lot else at this point. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to jump into our next match and I just briefly talked about the tag team situation with Pro Wrestling Revolution and we've talked about it on the show, but, uh, the former tag team champions, uh, for Pro Wrestling Revolution were Drillistico and Dragon Lee, but for any of you who have the internet or have listened to the show before, <laughs> you know, well, Dragon Lee is, is, you know, has had a situation where he signed to NXT and him and Drillistico vacated several tag team championships that they were holding, including the Pro Wrestling Revolution tag team titles. Um, so with that, we now have vacant, uh, tag team championships and Pro Wrestling Revolution, well, is not going to make it easy for the next champions. And that's because they have set up a triple threat tag team match to crown the new Pro Wrestling Revolution tag champions. You have the team of the Elementos Los Elementos, uh, which is Rey Oros and El Viento. Of course, the team of the Border Patrol and Luchas Solos. Uh, Archangel Divino and I'm trying to remember <laughs> the other I, name, uh, I, Arch, uh, 
trying to remember, but anyways, I probably I didn't heard. write it down. These are these are the, the we talked about them way back in the day. Uh, and Ultimo, yeah. in the streets. Yes, Ultimo Maldito and Archangel <laughs> Divino. Yes, Ultimo Maldito and Archangel Divino, Lucha Solos. Um, they've had a, a really great presence um, with Pro Wrestling Revolution. A hell, one of the best tag matches that I've seen in Pro Wrestling Revolution um, at the last show. And they were just, you know so close previously uh, to getting their hands on the tag team championship. So um, I, this could be their time, but I mean, you have uh, a lot of, you know, different scenarios playing here. You have border patrol who were the previous tag champions um, also in the running. And then you have really uh, a newer team, but also a really gifted team of Reoros and uh, El Viento. So, uh, it, it's truly uh, up in the air for me on who will who will win these titles. That that is the thing that we I love the most about this match is that there's no because of the situation on it there's no guaranteed uh, like winner for this. There's no you know those those people that are educated fans can can usually look at this kind of thing and, and have an idea who's probably going to win, but. Um, no, we, I mean, the Border Patrol is just as likely to win as either of the two Lucha teams, despite the fact that the fans in that particular stadium are not gonna want to see that for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, uh, you have two fantastic Lucha-based teams with two very different kinds of styles. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're both high-flying, but, you know, Lucha Solos really, are from you know the from the streets you know they really have more of a grittiness <laughs> to them yep. that I think is really endearing and also really admirable because that that toughness shows in the ring and and uh, Ray Orus brings uh, a lot of tra- lucha tradition with him which is kind of where I was going because he's from a lucha family I mean for those of you who don't have to to bring it up again who don't have the internet. Uh, he kind of trained with uh, Rey Mysterio Sr. and and uh, is was a long time was just being compared to Rey Mysterio Jr. because they're cousins, I believe. But um, yeah, they you're gonna you had you have so you have a high flyer, but with kind of a traditional vet. You have these young hungry kids from the street, and you have the chaos that is the Border Patrol. And again, Gabe breaks it down way better than we're doing. So. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely check out. Well, one thing we didn't do that I want us to try and do on, on this show is we gotta let's pick a, a possible winner here. So, <laughs> uh, from from your guys' thoughts, who do you have um, winning this uh, tag team triple threat match? Go ahead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I I. Um... Dusty didn't I, even hesitate. No, he, he was I ready didn't even for that question. The question out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I the heel yeah. tag team. There's so much they could do there, and I yeah. just and the lucha stories write themselves. I I really love the idea. I just think there's so much they could do. I love a heel champion of any kind, but they have such a just a a white hot heel heat yeah. when they yes. do their thing that it it 
I find it exciting and promising. If just anything they do, I guess. But the idea of them as champions, I think, is wonderful. I, they, they, there was a lot that came out of their first tag team championship run. I had the, uh, I'm not going to say pleasure because I wasn't happy to see them win, but. <laughs> That's a good way to phrase it. Yes. I, I was there for when they won live and, and it was definitely a moment. And, yeah. um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's, that's a very strong choice. I mean, just, just to be, uh, a different on there, I think that, um, the elementals would be an interesting choice on this one. Oh my gosh, you guys have yeah. read my mind. <laughs> my pick, honestly, was Lucha Solos. I I was going in that direction because I saw how well they competed in um, the last uh, tag in their last tag team championship opportunity, and um, I truly thought that they were going to win those titles. So I I think that um, this is their time now. So the fact that we have each picked a different <laughs> team to win this, it will be fascinating. Yes, to explain where I'm at, the, I, the, I agree with you that the, the solos are on a fantastic run. But to Dusty's point, a heel tag team is only uh, a championship is only as good as the the faces that are chasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think the stories they just yeah. themselves. Yeah. right. And I but so I think that the surprise choice then is to have the team that so that will that will shock the crowd is the team yeah. that does neither is neither of the other two, and then you have them maybe kind of fight each other for a little bit over who gets to be who gets to face the champs next. So that was my thinking. Yeah. yeah. A really good point. Really, really good point about booking. And that's the thing too. These teams truly could fight forever. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, that is something that truly could happen. So, you know, regardless of the outcome, whoever wins is now, you know, the top of the tag division and pro wrestling revolution. And there's plenty of, of teams um, at pro wrestling revolution around the U.S., around the world, that are would be ready to, to step in for an opportunity at those titles. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the, uh, the number of tag teams that could show up as a result of this situation is um, mind-blowing. And yeah. we talk again, I'm going to... Folks, just if you get are getting tired of hearing us referencing the interview, uh, I'm sorry, but we just it's fresh in our minds and it's really exciting and very relevant to all of this. But uh, we talk about the doors that are opening over mm-hmm. at, at PWR a yeah. lot, and yeah. if you're a luchador or an American wrestler, he was very clear about that. And you wanna you wanna do some business, he's open to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, not even just American wrestler, lucha wrestler, Japanese uh, wrestling. I mean, wrestling from from all over. So that's that's why when I mention the world, I truly mean the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So. All right. I will be it will be interesting to report back uh, after March 11th. Who wins? (laughs) I don't know who has to buy the first round, but, you know, (laughs) And I don't know who makes it the loser is. is whoever know. takes the pin. There whoever we go. takes the pin. There you yeah. go. All right. That's the bet. That's the bet. Um, we're going to move into our next match. And speaking of former champions, uh, the leader of the Border Patrol, Kratos, will be taking on Ejo del Dr. Wagner Jr. 
And uh, previously, a few shows ago, uh, Kratos was the Pro Wrestling Revolution heavyweight champion, however, lost that championship to Dr. Wagner Jr. So now he's going to be facing Ijo de Dr. Wagner Jr. And I mean, we, you know, Slobberknocker, Haas fight, big boys, <laughs> whatever, however you want to classify it, you have two incredibly strong men. And one thing to Kratos's credit is that, I mean, he, you would think he may be out of his element, but Kratos knows how to wrestle more styles than, you know, one would think. Um, he has experience, uh, with, of course, New Japan Strong, um, appearances in the NWA, a, a staple within Pro Wrestling Revolution. So he is familiar with a multitude of styles. And so I think that that, really gives him an advantage that some some people wouldn't think of um and i think he also has a point to prove where he was beaten by uh dr wagner jr now this is his chance to kind of exact some revenge on the man and the family that you know now has possession of you know his you know what he would consider his pro pro wrestling revolution you know heavyweight championship I mean, we we go and this is the one that needs the least hype on it because yeah. everybody who has <clears throat> has seen either of these guys knows that. I mean, we tell you referenced it, the Haas fight. There are both very skilled guys. Uh, I mean, obviously, he Dr. Wagner Jr. is a multi generation wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's you know wrestling is literally in his blood. Uh, he, they probably give each other hammers for Christmas. Uh, I just, yeah. So there, there's only so much we can do to to really talk about this one because it's just one that you have to see. Mm-hmm. To your point, both of them are seasoned, experienced wrestlers. It will be interesting to see if they start with the brawling or if they yeah go to the how, brawling. How do they? Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you get to that? You know, I could see it go different ways. Um, I think it's really what is their mindset coming into this match. Um, I know, as Brendan said, you may hate the fact that we keep referencing this interview uh, with Gabe, but definitely <laughs> listen to it because how this match came about is much different than what I had thought. Um, I, I thought, you know, it came about of just, you know, you know, uh, Kratos had lost, you know, the championship to uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. and an opportunity came. Uh, to face Eel the Doc Wagner Jr. and here we are. But that's not how it came about. So <laughs> listen to the interview and really get an understanding of how we got to this match. Yeah. Um, because it's not just about Kratos. I, I absolutely believe um, it's also about Eel the Dr. Wagner Jr. wanting to face um, some of the best talent here in the, in the U.S. And you truly are getting one of the best in Kratos. Yeah, yeah, you, I mean, it, there is a lot more underlying story that, uh, you, you I look forward to hearing your report on, on how this plays out on this one, because unlike the other one where we all are invested in the outcome, the actual how, how this match happens is gonna tell us so much about the future. Yeah, great. Our next match is our women's match, uh, the Pro Wrestling Revolution Women's Champion, Lady Apache, is going to be facing Charisma. Now, this is a non-title match, 
But really what it comes down to this one is Lady Apache is someone that, uh, you know, Gabe mentions in the interview as someone who has uh, been a guest coach, who has helped teach the students at uh, the Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy. And one of the only females in the entire school is Charisma. Um, she has been the standout student there, and um, she's had some incredible growth in the past year. Um, just seeing it myself in, um, you know, the intervals of between shows. And now she's making her way out uh, of the training academy to different promotions. She has really excelled in a short amount of time. Um, but Lady Apache is truly one of the best women's wrestlers, you know, in the entire world right now. And so this seems a little bit open and shut, but I, I don't really think that's the case here. Uh, this is one for me uh, that I'm just going to, we, the interview really did say it all. We covered a lot of the emotion behind this one on that. And rehashing that is just not going to be as impactful as the, the interview that we already did on this one. There's something, Suffice it to say, folks, if, if you haven't listened to it, there's a lot to be said about this match, but it's it's covered pretty thoroughly over on the in the interview because this is one of Gabe's students. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a big sense of pride here. And um, like I said it, it you would think it's open and shut, but I think Charisma is going to really surprise the crowd. And she's really going to be able to show us the amount of, of growth that she's had in a short amount of time. I know that was really one of the reasons why um, she was got she book, got booked out here in Arizona, um, you know, in Phoenix Championship Wrestling. Literally, um, you know, someone seeing her at Pro Wrestling Revolution and and especially seeing her progress. To the point of, hey, you know, we think you'd be great in Arizona, had a, a great match out here. And I think the more eyes that are continuing to be on, on her, the more she will continue to come up um, in promotions all over the West Coast and, you know, even the country, even, you know, outside of the U.S. So uh, I know this is a huge landmark for Charisma's professional career and one for Lady Apache and and you both have a little bit more insight too on um, more of the teaching styles of, of luchadors and luchadoras, but it is a sense of pride when you teach your younger wrestlers and they start to surpass you and start to outperform you. And I, you know, would think that's a sign of, of respect and pride, but also competition. I, I'm going to let Dusty touch that one. Yeah, I would assume that it is. I mean, there's always a little bit, I would assume, of, uh, yeah, you know, like you say, competition. You would be very proud, clearly, but, you know, and it, and it is a natural story, too. The teacher, you know, thinking that maybe the student isn't good enough. The student thinks maybe they are good enough. Lots of stuff goes on there. Um, it's just kind of a classic story, but also it's a very, proud and respectful thing for the trainer to have their student kind of be a big match, big feud, and they want to do everything they can to make their student look good, too, and so you really get a special match that could really only happen when you have that intimate knowledge in a student-teacher relationship, and so it, it's this is going to be really special. This might be the highlight of the evening, actually, mm -hmm. even though nobody's expecting it. Charisma 
very hot and up and coming. Lady Apache, of course, been around forever. Well known name. She knows how to have a great match. I, I really think that the emotional dynamics behind it with the teacher student relationship could help elevate this quite a bit. Really exciting match. I'm going to be really glued to this one. Um, watching it live on, on March 11th. Um, the next match that we are going to preview is a, a six-man tag. We are going to be having the team of the Lucha Horsemen, Papo Esco, Vaquero Fantasma, and Necrosis versus Diablo Azteca, El Primo Genio, and Nikki Savage. I mean, always talking about our boy, Papo Esco, um, the former openweight champion. Uh, I mean, he he's always something else to experience in the ring. Uh, needless to say, an incredibly intimidating presence. Um, and someone who's not necessarily known for teamwork. Um, previous to this, he was the... Uh, open weight champion in which, um, you know, had a lot of, you know, uh, four, uh, corner matches, um, you know, triple threats. Someone who's used to having his back up against the wall. This time around, he's going to be in a team environment, which will be interesting to see, um, you know, how that, how that works, um, or how he works in that. Um, on the same token, you have the team of Diablo Azteca, El Primogenio, and Nikki Savage. Diablo Azteca is really a, a big underrated talent. Um, he is someone who is fairly smart in the ring. Uh, I think has some incredible movement. And, um, you know, I think that he does really well in multi person matches um as well as el primo genio who is a product of the santino brothers uh school and someone who is really kind of making his rounds uh throughout the west coast but someone who has a big affinity for lucha libre and nikki savage a product of the pro wrestling uh, revolution training academy i believe this is his second match on the pro wrestling revolution kind of main card um, second or third. And so very young, but also a really big presence as well. Um, so, you know, there's kind of a mix of different things happening in this, uh, six man tag, which makes it again kind of unpredictable. It's very hard to lean in one way or the other, but a lot of great individual talents in this match. Well, that's just it. They, I mean, you don't take the horseman name lightly, uh, it, even in, in Lucha, the Lucha world. Like, you yeah. don't just call yourself a horseman, uh, and, and not have something to back it up. And you, but you've got a nice, like the story here, before you get into anything that you've seen from either any of the shows, and you're the only one that's seen that, but just from the names that I saw and the names that, that, that they've taken as teams, you've got the experienced, team versus the the younger up and coming team uh you know i, I don't know what uh what what pride is on the line there's always some level of pride on the line in lucha let's be honest about that but uh i know that the 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 horsemen have are are not going to let this young team win easily and uh, with papo esco involved there may be a little more shenanigans involved too so uh i don't know 
Dusty, I'm going to tag you in on this. Do you have any thoughts on, on either of these teams? Um, I just agree with you. Whenever Papa Esco is around, you cannot trust him. <laughs> he he is a dirty, low down man. Oh, um, the, the I kind would... of the kind of evil wrestler that you just love to hate. Like he, I, I think he does. I think you should say that to his face. No, I he kicked shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said it to his face because I would not. I've literally been overshadowed by him. <laughs> he has eclipsed me as I have announced him, and it is his physical presence is so it is it is very intimidating, mm-hmm. very intimidating. But uh, you know, you you do you, Dusty. You <laughs> say what you want to say. Dusty I live the furthest away from him, so I get to be brave. Anywhere up the West Coast, <laughs> so he can say this. A brave man. Brave but smart man, Dusty. Also, I mean, Miranda, you you and, and Papo have, have a, kind of a, an informal bond. I think he's you're the last one of the trio that he will hurt. So That's also true, but that's also <laughs> because I don't mess with Papo like that, you know? I don't play. I don't play. Not with not not with Papa. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Uh obvious size and he's bigger than me, he's taller than me, he's stronger than me, he can be louder than me. So I I just don't I don't mess around, but uh you know. I, I, I think Brendan, you have a really good analysis as far as, you know, the team dynamics. Um and I'm very curious to see if that will come into play um during their match uh, on March eleventh. Uh, last but not least, we have a four-way match for the Pro Wrestling Revolution Open Weight Championship. Your champion, Vinny Massaro, will be defending against El Kukui, Gravity, and Xavion Jr. Now, for those who may hear the word, you know, the name Gravity, um, that is the same Gravity who just recently appeared, I believe, on AEW Dark uh, not too long ago. Absolutely. So, um, he is someone who is slowly making his um, presence known within the, the U.S., and I think this is a great launching point. The open weight division um, mm-hmm. and those open weight championship matches have really been a highlight of the show's for you know quite some time and this truly is this um tier here really does help you know talent get into that that next level um and you have someone like Vinny who is you know not only a trained wrestler but a coach so you know he he knows that he's been there he's done that so because you you did the I'm gonna have to ask you this question since you've been there is this happy pizza-eating Italian guy, Vinny, or is this grumpy old man, uh, I'm going to teach these kids a painful lesson, Vinny? Um, and a little bit of both. The pizza is involved. Um, he's happy for the pizza. But, you know, depending on who's in the ring, depending on his mood that day, um, you know, it could be a... a for his co- opponents and for the crowd, it could be a bad one. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's leaning a little bit more to, you know, the grumpy Masaro. Um, <laughs> but everyone loves pizza. So like, I can't, <laughs> yeah, I, I, no. it's hard to say, hard to say. 
you get two distinctly different experiences based on on where he basically what which of those two moods he he brings to the ring with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, that tells a lot of the story for what he's going to do. But I wanted to get bring bring it back to gravity for a second here. Uh, we've talked about him with Big Lucha on the Indie Roundup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is he is uh, kind of being dragged along because he's related to Bandito. Uh, but he is in his own right super talented. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, this is going to be a name that you're going to be hearing a lot and a lot of discussion on the indie circuits in the upcoming couple of years. So, uh, get, I mean, we talk about this. There's another guy like Commander that that uh, we talk about. This is your chance to see him now before he becomes the the main card sensation, and you you have to wait in line to to get tickets before they sell out instantly like this show uh, is almost done because the king goes on the show and it's probably going to be sold out very soon but um uh, again because i keep rambling on dusty do you have any thoughts on any of the four guys in this match um i don't know i mean everything that i would have covered you would have covered i guess um (laughs) yeah I'm just kind of adrift out here in the Midwest on my own. But, yeah. uh, but no, I, I, I think Vikingo is going to be very exciting. Yeah. yeah, I think that the whole card into Brennan, I agree. Uh, Gravity is someone that I think is really on that cusp of breaking out. And, um, you know, we may start to see him in larger platforms and other shows all across the U.S., Maybe in, you know, maybe more appearances on, on dark and that's going to just raise his profile. And so what other way to help raise his profile than to become um, your new open weight champion? So, uh, you know, that could very possibly, you know, happen, um, on March 11th. Um, of course, you know, the other, the other kind of wild card in there, um, Xavion Jr. really making his return to Pro Wrestling Revolution. He wrestled his last show. Very young and upcoming talent, too. And so, um, he's someone that I think will definitely be part of the future of the open weight, um, title picture. But El Kukui, um, he is someone that he is such a big, uh, character, um, even, you know, with a mask, um, but someone who for his size can move so incredibly well. You know, I think of those bigger guys like your Willie Max, um, that can, you know, do flips and movements that they shouldn't, like a Fatu that does things, a black Taurus that, that does things with a larger frame that you don't think, you know, someone of that, that stature could do. And is in that mix there. So I think to that really creates like such a wild card factor for him as well. But I'm leaning, you know, maybe a prediction of a new open weight champion in, in gravity. That may be a bold prediction, but I think he's really riding high on momentum. Um, and I think it's going to be very hard to stop him. Well, I mean, he this, he was on momentum when I was able to make it down there. He mm-hmm. had won uh, the the uh, spot for the, the it was a rumble, I believe he won. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kukui won the the yeah. rumble, I think, for an opportunity. Um, 
it was a trip to Mexico. He was yes, going to go, yes. and I don't know all of the results of that, but yeah, I mean, they were. He's definitely got a big upward swing right now. The crowd loves him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we we were talking about that a bit. Like the crowd getting behind you is the big X factor in in these matches. Like you never know where they're gonna where they're gonna their attentions are gonna turn and who that's gonna put in a, that extra fighting mood or that just do something extra interesting or fun or cool mm-hmm. so yeah uh, this is uh this is my sleeper pick this one could wind up being match of the night as well you've got yeah. a bunch of stuff going on in this one. yeah and it's you know we uh here in the US we are just kind of used to four ways just being kind of bland and and uh, the early going and somewhere in the middle you'll have people take needlessly long breaks and then off to the side of the ring it doesn't they, they usually don't do that in in uh this in this company that's usually just tons and tons of wall to wall action with yeah. all four guys going mm-hmm. full gear the whole match so that's that's a good point too of, of this match as well. Expect the chaos, expect the high flying, expect that. And I think really throughout a lot of these matches too, um, when you're not getting high flying, you're getting crazy, you know, spots uh, outside of the ring. You're getting, you know, garbage cans thrown in the ring. Uh, you're getting a lot of, of stuff happening. So. I mean, you mentioned it. The pizzas at ringside. So yes. there's decent chance that someone's going to get a slice of pizza in a non-traditional manner. (laughs) Well, that is our preview for the Pro Wrestling Revolution March 11th card, and that is happening in San Jose at Mount Pleasant High School. You can still get tickets at luchalibreboletos.com. You can also follow Pro Wrestling Revolution on social media. Um, there is a Facebook, Instagram, um, and of course there you'll find information on upcoming shows, talent, and much, much more. Pro Wrestling Revolution is also having another show on April 29th. Um, talent announcements have already been made for that. That's happening at John O'Connell High School in San Francisco. Um, tickets for that are uh, currently available, so you can get those now as well. Um, so much more to you know look forward to from Pro Wrestling Revolution, but two pretty big shows back-to-back in these next two months. We will be covering the April 29th show next month, so... Just hold on tight. But for now, make sure you check out Pro Wrestling Revolution March 11th at Mount Pleasant High School, San Jose, California. Tickets still available, www.luchalibreboletos.com. And follow Pro Wrestling Revolution on social media. I will be there as your ring announcer for the night. So I am so excited and honored <laughs> yes. to to be there uh, to uh, you know with the crowd uh, you know really just vibe off of all of the action and that means I will be coming back to the show uh, the following week to give you the rundown of everything that happened um, at Pro yes. Wrestling Revolution. Uh, while we're hyping up things that uh, this group is doing, we're just, I'm just gonna it's way in the future still. But uh, we already talked, uh, mentioned it uh, on the in the interview. So, Queen of the Indies is coming up too. Yes, yeah, 
Queen of Indies is coming up. Um, that is happening on May 13th. And tele-announcements have already been made for Queen of Indies as well. Um, it is a joint venture with West Coast, uh, Wrestling, uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Revolution. Um, so you're going to be seeing talents, um, from really all over the Indies, including, um, other parts of the world coming to, uh, San Francisco for a Queen of Indies tournament. And, you know, for those of you who are familiar with King of Indies and the prestige and history with that, this is now kind of the beginning of that for Queen of Indies. So I will be at all three shows. Um, I will be there <laughs> at March 11th for Pro Wrestling Revolution, April 29th and Queen of Indies on May 13th. So a busy few months ahead, but that means I'll be, you know, indie wrestling that I'll be able to be a part of and bring back to the show to talk about. Um, we're also going to be hopefully going to be doing a preview uh, of Queen of Indies as well. Um, but talent announcements have started to be made on social media. So make sure to check that out. Um, again, West well, Coast Pro Wrestling and uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution social medias. Yeah, we will be covering that and more. I just wanted to add the to the hype train now so people that tune in regularly we'll hopefully tune in more to as we cover the the announcements and maybe do a preview show for that as, as well yeah right well that does it for the indie roundup don't forget to reach out to us on social media for more information um, or to share with us information about wrestling events happening near you. Um, we would love to cover wrestling shows happening all over the U.S., not just happening on the West Coast. So feel free to reach out to us if you are an independent wrestler, promotion, referee, announcer, fan, photographer, any part that you play in pro wrestling, we would love to hear from you, especially about uh, Lucha Libre promotions or matches happening uh, in your area. Okay. So this is where we're going to be taking our break and we will be back. Let's kick it off to Denise Alcedo, who brings us this week's Lucha Central Central. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. On Tuesdays, Matt, Matt, and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live, it's WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener call-ins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. 
special guest and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central weekly podcast. One in English y el otro en Español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at Lucha-Masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. We are back. And now that we've gotten all of that talk out of the way, we got two... Uh, big stories, uh, to talk about, uh, to, um, discussions. Again, this format for this show is a little different, uh, bringing you news, discussion, all of that. So, um, a different format, but I still think we're covering so much, uh, this week. We hope that you enjoyed the show. We hope you enjoyed our preview of the Pro Wrestling Revolution March 11th card. Don't forget to our interview with Gabe Ramirez from Pro Wrestling Revolution is up. So if you'd like to take a listen to that, you can listen to that whole interview um, on all the same platforms that you could find um, our weekly podcast. With that, we are going to be jumping into some Triple A news and um, a big kind of collab show that Triple A is doing with a promotion I don't think we expected. Yeah, we kind of touched on this before previously, but NWA is doing a big crossover show with AAA. The Smashing Pumpkins are doing a festival, kind of curating a festival in Mexico City. So Billy Corgan, who, of course, is the frontman for the Smashing Pumpkins and also owns the NWA, he was in charge of curating this. The Smashing Pumpkins are headlining, but he's bringing Interpol and Turnstile. Peter Hook from New Order and Joy Division will be there. Deaf Heaven, The Warning, a bunch of bands. But as part of this, he's bringing the NWA to Mexico City, and they're having a big super show with AAA. And this is like a huge festival. I didn't realize until I was doing research for the show what a big deal this festival is. Like, it's a big deal. People from all over South and Central America are planning on attending. And so this actually elevates AAA more, or NWA, more than it does the Smashing Pumpkins. It does a lot Mm -hmm. for them to be seen by this international crowd. This is just a... A big piece of it, but very cool. It'll be um, March the 4th, 2023 in Mexico City. And the matches on the card, we have the NWA team of Homicide and Scion versus Commander and Octagon Jr. 
Then we have a mixed tag team match with the NWA team of Aaron Stevens and Natalia Markova versus Aries and La Hydra. Next up, we have a singles match between Sal the Pal and Jack Cartwheel. Then we have a singles match for the NWA World Women's Championship. Camille will be defending against Lady Flammer. Next up, we have a trios match for the AAA World Trios Championship. Nuevo Generacion Dinamita, that's El Fatuarero, Sansone, and Forestero versus Tom Latimer, Chris Masters, and Kratos. Very cool match there. Next up, we have one of the more exciting matches on the card. Tag team match for the NWA World Tag Team Championship. The champions, La Rebellion, Bestia Seis and Mecha Wolf. Uh, Damien Seis will be joining them, apparently. And they will be competing against Blue Demon Jr. And my favorite AAA wrestler, Mr. Vampiro himself. <laughs> and very excited. is a vampire. Yes, and yes. Vampiro will be there. <laughs> It could not be a vampire. This just writes itself. This, yeah, yes. it just writes itself. Without Vampiro, it's a contractual <laughs> obligation, I'm sure. He, if he doesn't have that in his contract, he's a fool. You've got to get that in your contract, Vampiro. Any vampire-themed wrestling show, you should be there. Absolutely. Especially in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. So I, after we talked about this, I just had the realization, because Corrigan's the right age to think of this, too. This takes me back to the old rock and wrestling days of the WWF, like back before the, the when they were still fighting the pandas. Uh, you know, Cindy, Cindy Lauper and all of the music talent that was going on, like WrestleMania three in particular, yeah. that era. Uh, you know, it's just, and this is the historic NWA with the, those, uh, so some interesting things. I'm wondering if that was in his head when he, he decided to do this, but. It's a, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I'm hoping we'll get to see some kind of music, maybe some live entrance themes. They haven't really talked about how the music will play into it, but this is part of the music festival. So you would think it has to play into it to some degree. I would hope so. I, I mean, I, I would so. hope. Yeah. Yeah. I, if you're going to have all of that, you should absolutely have uh have had the integration of the music. I mean, it's a proven formula that too, again, referencing the rock and wrestling, like it, it works, it works well. I think it'll be very cool. And, and you'll also enjoy our next match. It's a singles match. We have Trevor Murdoch facing psycho clown. Oh my goodness. Okay. I didn't know I needed this match. Well, yeah, it, yeah, you don't know you, but when you think about it, it makes perfect sense. You've got two guys that are big, big hosses. They both are good technical wrestlers, but they both can brawl. Like, I mean, yeah. it's it's almost a mirror match, except for one of them is a clown. <laughs> and I don't mean that der- as a derogatory thing for <laughs> once. Yeah. One <laughs> is actually a clown. A literal clown. A psycho clown. <laughs> And then our main event for the evening will be a singles match for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Daga will be champion, challenging rather the champion Tyrus with black G's at ringside. Oh, um, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> 
But Daga in the main event is quite exciting, too. That's a name we haven't heard since the pandemic much. And to be up at the top of the card, I mean, he's really gone very far very quickly in his return. And it, it so, seems like it, AAA is very high on Daga. So I don't want to go too deep down this rabbit hole, but that, that main event, I just heard a whole bunch of people on Twitter saying they're not tuning in just by hearing that announcement. Yeah, Miranda's laughing because she knows exactly what I'm talking about. Those are two of the least popular people, and and yeah. Twitter. <laughs> I mean, but that's I mean, having it in a live format, especially in Mexico. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's different than if they were to have done this in a U.S. audience. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I still think it's going to go over well. I just yeah. like uh, I'm also sensing the 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 negative pushback is is going to be interesting to to navigate around while I'm researching this. Yeah, the like you mentioned, it is a, <laughs> a uh, contentious, perhaps, pairing. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be very kind. But <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Wait, and, if you don't know, just look. Yeah, I mean, yeah. don't, don't. It's Twitter. You're just going to go down a terrible, awful toxic rabbit hole just just trust us there people don't like these people and there's good reasons for some of it so yeah that's our big triple a news this week i i don't believe it'll be televised live but i would assume it's being recorded for some type of broadcast i don't know if it would be nwa or triple a or both but big news, big wrestling card, cool to see wrestling as part of the festival. That used to be, felt like kind of a thing that was going to happen, and it didn't really happen, you know, as commonly as you think. So, you know, maybe the kind of Lollapalooza, anything can happen feel, the original Lollapalooza of the 90s. Uh, you know, maybe that's something that come back. Smashing Pumpkins were there, like they remember what yeah. it was like. Or Billy was there, I guess. Like, he's the Smashing yeah. Pumpkins now, so. I don't know if he would remember any of it. But he, <laughs> <laughs> that was back when he had hair, man. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll have all the results next week from that show. Very exciting stuff. And then any other AAA news that comes up, we will also have next week. Thank you, Dusty. You're not off the hook yet, though, because oh. you have our final news story and discussion of the day. And we are going to be doing that with WWE. So go ahead. Tell us what's happening. Yeah, this is actually my favorite storyline in wrestling right now. Dominic Mysterio, Prison Dom, Ex-Con Dom is one I've read recently, like that one a lot. But <laughs> he has just we, – we've talked about this before. He has really struck gold with this character. Everything he does is just wonderful. And it came out, news this week broke, that the plan for WrestleMania this year in Hollywood when they have the big WrestleMania is Ray – versus Dominic. It's obviously been building to that. We've seen the confrontation at Thanksgiving, Dominic getting arrested at Christmas, the raid not coming out at Royal Rumble. There's been a lot building up to this, but that asks the kind of natural question when we start talking about it, you know, like, is there going to be an this match? 
And ordinarily, I'd be like, I don't know, there's not enough time. But they did a lot on SmackDown this last week. He confronted Charlotte. They had a great confrontation on the microphone. I remember when Dominic started, his microphone work was just sad. But to go up against Charlotte, multiple women champion, I mean, just a, a charismatic wrestler and you know great on the microphone great promo great interview he really did a fantastic job we talk about this all the time but he's really come into his own with the character so much she referenced andrade say you know that she had her own second generation mexican at home and that he was bigger and better than dominic and i mean cool stuff going on Things you would not expect. Triple H, I guess, has allowed a lot more freedom. We saw that. And, but the buildup and the excitement we see, this is, you know, aside from the bloodline, which genuinely is wonderful, but the Dominic and Ray is the second best storyline WWE's got going. They both tie in the family thing, the emotion, the history. We have seen Dominic literally grow up. We saw him as a little kid out there with the I'm Your Poppy thing with Eddie Guerrero. We're seeing a lot of Eddie Guerrero's influence on Dominic and his style, um, at least the hair, and he, he does the Eddie dance. So much cool stuff. So I, I have to ask you guys, do you think that this is an Aphoistus match at WrestleMania? I don't see how they can do it if it's not for the mask or for the the title of Rey Mysterio, you know, being the king. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my thing. It's not that, uh, is it going to be an Aphoistus match? It's what is the bet going to be? Yeah, yes. I, I feel like it, it's just part of the DNA of... of Lucha Libre, and one of the other things, too, about something that seems to be kind of a subverse storyline or something else happening with this, which could add more fuel to this, um, at least on the SmackDown side, is the involvement of um, Legado de Fantasma. Um, right. And, and that kind of storyline. And one thing that I feel like they're trying to do, and it's coming off more comedic now, but has potential... There's so much attention to the bloodline storyline. And that's because some of it started off comedic, but then you get into some more in-depth actual emotions and, and situations. And I think that this has the potential to get in that direction that mm-hmm. you have, you know, ex con Don, Don that, you know, um, is a bit more car- uh, comical, but you have the actual family discord happening. And him being, you know, pulled away from his roots by the Judgment Day. And so I think there's so much potential in there where it could be an actual more serious storyline. And I think one thing that Santos Escobar could bring to that is more of that context of Lucha Libre and more uh, more of an ally to Rey Mysterio fighting this fight by himself. So um, there's just been a lot of story and even video references, whether that was through WWE.com uh, or YouTube um, with you know Santos and, and Ray having discussion back and forth and some spots on TV. But I feel like that's an added element to it that could add to part of an apuestas, whether it's a, you know, a tag match of sorts that could come if it's not one on one. It was, uh, the, at least for me, the ones that I kept finding were WWE and Espanol 
on YouTube kept showing the the even though both of them were speaking in English. Uh, the the Spanish channel has the back and forth between Ray and Santos, and they referenced that during the spot on this this SmackDown. So I was partially holding my breath, hoping that Legado de Fantasma was going to come out at some point during this that confrontation between Ray and Dom, and you know, um, based on the conversation they had. So I'm just going to recap it real quick here. It was. Uh, uh, he Escobar was talking about how he has he uh, has known Ray since he was a kid, which is true. This is all 100% authentic, which adds to this. Uh, and he wanted to be Ray, and uh, so I'm wondering if that that uh, reverence for Ray Mysterio as, as a you know kind of a, a hero figure for him is going to play into it. As I referenced in NXT all the time, uh, he would always say this is about legacy, tradition, uh, history. Whenever they, I mean, it's in the name Legado. That's the legacy of of the you know. So um, I'm just I'm expecting that there's going to be some involvement in there, and maybe we won't get a straight up a Poistas match. Maybe we'll get a you know a three on three with. With uh, Legado del Fantasma and Ray versus Dom and two members of uh, Judgment Day, right? Uh, there's so much that can go on, and he's uh, and Santos's part in it is the part that I could potentially be the most interesting thing that makes this to that next level story. Yeah, I agree. It's what really kind of gives us the chance to go from like a really cool Wrestlemania story to maybe being the definitive Lucha Libre story in WWE. Right now, I feel like the the one that everybody thinks about is the, you know, I'm your poppy story with the the feud between Eddie and and Ray. But now that Dominic and Ray are feuding and you have the Judgment Day and you have the Santos Escobar thing and Legado del Fantasma. There's a lot going on there that I feel like this could be like the Lucha Libre story. We've seen that Triple H knows how to pay off a long storyline and how to make things work with the bloodline saga that's gone on. Really great stuff going on there. And I think that, like you mentioned, that the Legado could really be a, an interesting wrinkle in this and help take the story beyond WrestleMania, perhaps, if that's the intention, and blow it off at SummerSlam. There's a lot you could do in those few months between WrestleMania and SummerSlam with Ray and Dominic, and I think that that would be one of the more exciting things to focus on, especially if the you know, the titles don't remain with the bloodline and that's not a central focus of the storyline going forward on WWE programming. It could help fill a natural vacuum too with that same family drama. There's a lot of things going on, different players, people you're familiar with, newer people you're not as familiar with. There's a lot going on in terms of drama and storytelling that I think would make that one of the more captivating stories. And and Legato would have to be part of that to help. It really Okay. Really gets exciting there. Yeah, I I I totally agree, and that's almost like your best bang for your buck too, because you're trying to elevate 
you know, all of these talents. And you kind of have to do it on the shoulders of Rey Mysterio. And you're doing it in different ways where this is your opportunity to get Dominic over as, you know, a, a true heel. And you're getting Judgment Day over while you're also getting over Legato as, you know, this face stable. Um, all kind of on, on the shoulders of Ray. So, um, and, and to also, you know, your point about how there's just changes in storytelling and looking at the tradition and culture in a different light. Again, that's why I see so many parallels between this and the bloodline storyline uh-huh. as it's, as the potential. And you're going to almost need something else to take the place of the bloodline storyline. Um, and, how why not use something you know real emotion and a real you know dynamic to fuel that um i mean hell that's how dominic even got involved you know in a wrestling storyline many years ago when you took a you know a very real situation of a custody battle even though there was a lot of you know it was oddness of, you know, custody on a, on a ladder type of thing. You know, it was the real, very real emotion of some man telling him, you know, he's his dad. Like that. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's stuck with people for so long. So I, I feel like it has a, a lot of potential and it really would have to be some kind of stipulation match or something. You know, there's there would be something on the line. I don't know if it's like a retirement, you know, if, if Ray loses, he retires type of thing. Um, because we also know retirements are not forever, forever in WWE, but that, that could be yeah. you know, the, the big dangling thing there that really takes us to the next level. And they're already on different brands, so it's not just going to be a loser leaves town thing, because that's pretty much already there, even though WWE is terrible about not actually having brand separation where people just show up whenever they want. But, um, yeah, there's some there's got that. Like I said at the beginning of this, there's got to be uh, it's got to be a bat of some kind. We just don't know what it's going to be. And I think some of that is going to depend on if this is a singles match or a tag match, a trios match. Um, you know, and we do, we are speculating that the Legato del Fantasma is going to get involved because they keep putting him and putting Santos in situations with Ray, but they haven't connected that dot yet. They've just made it really obvious that they want to connect that dot. So we've got a long ways to go before we can see that, see how this is going to shape up. This could be, to Dusty's point, building towards a SummerSlam thing and not even WrestleMania. Like, we, yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's just so much story to tell here. And like we've touched on, the emotion of the story, the the whole father versus son thing. And, and then eventually you have the uh, the redemption. And the the part that makes me feel like it's going on until SummerSlam is uh, Vicky Guerrero uh, quietly announced that she would not be renewing her contract with AEW in June. She had other things to do. And... Also, and, she, they haven't been using her, so. Well, or using her the right way. Well. But, <laughs> and, and if you, if you want to really, you know, get over a heel, like Dominic teamed with Vicky and doing the Eddie thing, like, oh my god, the, well, uh, the prospect I mean, is just so exciting. It's exciting, but they, you can go the other way too. Like, you can have Vicky show up 
and and be like, "What the hell are you doing, boy?" Like mm-hmm. we've already been yeah this. yeah. <laughs> it's just so you know, or yeah, this is not what Eddie would have wanted. There's so many ways that it could go. Like yeah, I'm just getting excited thinking about all the possibilities here. <laughs> and we do this on the show all the time, and WWE lets us down so much that I'm I'm also now just getting like like nervous. Like the more excited I get for this, does that mean it's just gonna turn into uh into a three week push like poor Angel Garza gets. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. I'm always gonna call that back. I'm still an Angel Garza mark on, on Twitter. That's the my, my fake name on Twitter right now. So <laughs> and he's so charismatic. He recently shared a clip of himself on social media putting a TV announcer in Monterey through his own desk. Nice. He just picks the guy up and backdrops him under the desk. It was awesome. That's great. And, he has so much charisma and talent, and and I mean we talk about that all the time that you got to have charisma, you got to have talent. He's got the perfect combination, and the fact that they can't do anything with him is just so sad to me. Well, I, I mean that that will change. I I think this this point with Triple H, it's more of a thing of we're going to wait to pull the trigger on him until it's the right time, as opposed to before where. He was getting momentum, and then they're like, no, let's take it away from him because we don't know what to do with him. So I, yeah. that's that's that I'm I'm holding on to that level of optimism because the WWE as a whole has improved so well as a product that uh, I, I I can't believe there's a world where it's getting good, but the its treatment of luchador stays just as bad. We are going to keep you posted. We'll continue to uh, talk more about this as it develops, as well as all the other news happening in the world of Lucha Libre. And so make sure that you continue to listen to future episodes of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, which you can find on LuchaCentral.com. But that's not the only thing you can find on LuchaCentral.com. Brendan, let our listeners know, our listeners know what else you can find on LuchaCentral.com. Well, uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't been to LuchaCentral.com, it really is time to do it. LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all of the best news, or the top news in English and Spanish. You can find the best curated video content and original content that's not seen anywhere else. You can find... Lucha Libre events that will be happening in your area. You can find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre all around the world. It's a place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards, seen and read by top executives and all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And we've been stressing that this one. Uh, we didn't even talk about the fact that Lucha Libre is in Japan this week. Uh, <laughs> all across the globe. And on top of all of that, guess what? It's still free. So there we go. Go to LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. Thank you, Brendan, for that. And while you're at it, don't forget to follow us on social media. Dusty, uh, can you let our listeners know where else they can find you? Yes, I am on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy. And I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy. And Brendan, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? 
Uh, well, I, I'm going to do that, and but we earlier mentioned that we wanted to do the socials for Pro Wrestling Revolution, and I have that in front of me as well. So oh. they are yeah. they are PW Revolution. They are on on Twitter and Instagram as PW Revolution, uh, and uh, you can also go to their website ProWrestling-Revolution.com. And then for me, I am 321 T-Shirt Guy. That is the numbers, 321. T-Shirt Guy is all spelled out. I am on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, and I'm all over the Twitters. And me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. Hashtag spelled out. Uh, and also I skipped over by accident the socials for Lucha Central. So don't forget to check out Lucha Central <laughs> on, uh, Facebook and Instagram and at luchacentral.com on Twitter. And of course, Lucha Central's YouTube page with hours of content that you're not going to find anywhere else. I got out of order, uh, because we got out of order. Um, you're out of order. This court is out of order. This, this whole podcast is out this of order. This whole podcast is out of order. Um, no, it's just me. Uh, but uh, make sure to follow all of those social medias, um, ourselves, Pro Wrestling Revolution and LuchaCentral.com. And, of course, our interview with Gabe Ramirez uh, with Pro Wrestling Revolution is available on all social on all of the uh, podcast streaming platforms. Check it out. Get a great listen to it because it is a, a great, great interview. A lot of catching up with Gabe Ramirez, uh, an incredibly smart uh, businessman, a lover of Lucha Libre, um, and someone who is um, really bringing Lucha Libre to the Bay Area um, like nobody else. So make sure you listen to all of that. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Stay tuned because we'll be with you.